0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the second Sunday of Tuba, and today the Gospel is from Luke 11. And the theme of this Coptic month is the acceptance of the Gentiles. The acceptance of the Gentiles. And you know, recently we celebrated the, the birth or the nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the church wants to remind us And make it very clear to us That the birth of Christ was for the salvation of The whole world The whole world And that's why last week we read about The Lord's flight into Egypt And the Lord's flight into Egypt was an acceptance God's acceptance of all people Of all people Egypt Egypt was a symbol of the Gentiles It was a symbol of evil It was a symbol of paganism. And the Lord's visit to Egypt was a sign of the acceptance of all people. And the gospel of today continues that theme. And you see God's acceptance at the very beginning of the gospel. There was a woman that calls out to the Lord Jesus Christ and says, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast which nursed you. And the Lord replied to this woman, More than that... Blessed is the, are those who hear the word of God and keep it Those who hear the word of God and keep it In other words, the Lord was saying If you want to be blessed like my mother If you want to be blessed like my mother It's very easy Hear the word and keep it Keep it What makes someone a daughter Or a, a son or a daughter of the Lord Jesus Christ is obedience. Hearing the word and keeping it. And that's why today I want to start to speak about obedience. All the readings of today were all about obedience. In the Pauline epistle today, St. Paul, he asks a very important question. He says, what hinders you? What hinders you from obeying the truth? What is stopping you from obeying the truth? And so today I want to look at... Several reasons are are how we can obey the truth To obey the truth we must strengthen our faith We must strengthen our faith Because in general In general We do what we believe Or said another way Our actions are a manifestation of our faith Abraham obeyed God because Abraham obeyed God because He had faith in God He believed God He trusted in God in the Catholic epistle of today, we read from First John chapter three. St. John says, "My little children, let us not love. let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and truth. indeed, actions. The actions manifest the faith. Actions manifest the faith. That's why St. James, in his epistle, he says, "I will show you my faith by I will show you my faith by my works." I will show you my faith by my works my actions are a manifestation of my faith and my beliefs some people they don't obey god because they don't believe in god so this makes sense They don't believe in God And to believe in God Some people will require of God That God make a manifestation of signs and wonders So that they will be convinced to believe And then once they believe Then they will obey And this is is really This is really like a, a terrible way to think about it Signs and wonders will not strengthen your faith Unless your mind is open to the possibility Of God doing signs and wonders We just started a book by C.S. Lewis It's called Miracles in Our Book Club You're more than welcome to attend and read with us But look at what C.S. Lewis he says in, in, in about miracles He says, the question whether miracles occur Can never be answered simply by experience can never be answered simply by experience every event which might claim to be a miracle is something present, presented to our senses something seen, something heard, something touched something smelled or tasted and our senses are not infallible if anything extraordinary seems to have happened we can always say that we have been victims of an illusion so the problem is not with a sign The problem is not with the sign. The problem is sometimes with the observer of the sign. That we don't observe the signs accurately. That's why in the Gospel of today, our Lord says, This is an evil generation. Such an evil generation. It seeks a sign. And no sign will be given to it it except the sign of Jonah the prophet. For as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so also the Son of Man will be to this generation. The idea that I want to leave with you here is that God has done so many signs and wonders. He has done so many signs and wonders. Actually, we have a book. It's a very thick book. It talks about thousands of years of God's signs and wonders. Thousands. You know which book I'm referring to? It's a book called the Bible. Thousands of years. Of the history and signs and wonders of God's miracles And leading His people and His providence And how He leads them out of salvation We have the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ Full of stories of miracles and signs and wonders And raising the dead and healing the sick Doing so many signs and wonders We have the story of the saints Every time we read the story of the saints We see signs and wonders So many, so many prevalent We have our own personal experience which testifies that God has done many signs and wonders in our own life. And after all of the signs and wonders, you have the audacity, the audacity to ask for more signs from God. And God, we just need one more sign so we can believe. Why? There's so many signs that have been so manifested. Millions and millions of signs. And you see like St. Mary appearing on the church of Zaytun. You have the the books, the volumes of miracles of Pope Carolus, So many signs and wonders. And you still say, we need more signs to believe? This is why uh, the Lord Jesus Christ says, this is an evil generation that seeks a sign and they will not get. I've given them so many signs and yet they still do not believe. That's why in the gospel of today, the Lord, he sees the problem with this. The issue isn't that he did so many signs. The problem is that they didn't see. They didn't see. That's why in this gospel, he connects this idea of obedience with seeing. He says, therefore, when your eye is good, if your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But when your eye is bad, your body also is full of darkness. One of the church fathers said, You ought to use your understanding to know the miracles and declare them to others. So use your understanding to declare the miracles to others. Seeing what you see are the works. Seeing that what you see are not the works of Beelzebub, but the Son of God. The first point was to have faith. The second point, to obey truth, we must repent of our sins. Because sin is disobedience to God. And if we genuinely believe in God, if we have strong faith, which was point number one, we will genuinely strive against sin. In the Pauline epistle today, St. Paul says, A little leaven, a little leaven, where's my Orban makers? A little leaven leavens the whole lump. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. St. Paul is saying that a little sin, just little sins, a little heresy, In this case, he was referring to the heresy of circumcision and forcing people to be circumcised and the Judaizers forcing their their heresy on others, saying just this little sin, it will leaven the whole lump. It will corrupt the whole thing. That's why the Christian must strive so hard to remove sin from their life at all costs. Would you eat something? If I made something... It had a little bit of poison in it. Would you eat it? Just a little bit of poison. It'll kill you, just but it's just a little bit of it. Would you eat it? No, you wouldn't. And anything, even a little bit of sin, kills. Sin is death. And so the Christian should strive against sin at all cost. And the good news for us is that when we stumble in sin, it's very easy. How to be healed. All we have to do is sleep. No. All we have to do is. Repent All we have to do is repent And the beautiful thing is God made it so easy for us to repent He made it so easy for us to repent It might seem complicated In the the front of our minds It seems so like anxious And like anxiety and shameful But actually so easy If you think about it So easy To just say your sins And to repent And because it's so easy Because regardless of the circumstance Regardless of what you say There is always Forgiveness, so so easy, so easy, and that's why the Lord said, "The men of Nineveh, the men of Nineveh, with this generation and condemn it. Why? Why will the men of Nineveh condemn it? Because the men of Nineveh they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and indeed, greater than Jonah is here. The Ninevites, though they were the worst people ever." They weren't Jews They didn't know God They didn't know anything They didn't know anything about anything And yet when Jonah went to them They repented and they changed They like, like Take for example Someone like Ignorant Like I'm shy a uh, pick on someone Just take anyone Very ignorant Someone doesn't know anything About anything In school Like the worst student ever And then With a little bit of instruction They go to the test And they ace the test and into, what should you do on the test? That are not ignorant, Zayd and Fulan El Person You should say, this test is so easy This test is so amazing And the, uh, the person who passed the test If you failed the test, you'll say Even I did it Even I did it Even we repented The Ninevites are saying, even we repented At the preaching of Jonah Went to, what can you do? At the preaching of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the idea. That's why the men of Nineveh will condemn us. To obey the truth, we must have faith in God. And we must strive against sin and repent of our sins. To obey the truth, this one's the big one here. To obey the truth, we must realize that partial obedience is not real obedience. Partial obedience is not Real obedience. Parents, you know this very well. If you tell your kids to pick up or clean their room, and your child picks up one piece of clothing and puts it in the hamper, that does not mean that they obeyed your command. Is that true? Partial obedience huh? does not mean... That is, partial obedience is actually disobedience. Partial obedience is so dangerous Because many people And all of us We all fall in this, this trap is we, we follow a little bit of the law Kind of And we think oh, we're good That was the problem of the Pharisees The problem of the Pharisees Look at what the the Lord says to the Pharisees He says Woe to you scribes and Pharisees hypocrites For you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin But you have neglected the weightier matters of the law Justice, mercy and faith These you ought to have done Without leaving the others Undone. You should have been doing this and you should have been doing this. But your problem, Pharisees, were that you were only doing this part of the law. You were only doing the part that you kind of liked or that, you know, made you feel good about yourself. But the other part of the law, that part's kind of, requires humility, requires patience, requires, I don't want that part of the law. Partial obedience is so dangerous, so dangerous. King Saul, when he went to the war with the Amalekites In Samuel 15 Samuel shows up to the, the war scene And Saul says to him blessed are, you, blessed are you of the Lord I have performed the commandment of the Lord I've performed the commandment of the Lord And do you remember what Samuel said to him? Can you imagine this guy, Saul I've performed the commandment of the Lord You're all good, really? That's so He performed it. Samuel goes, Then what is the bleeding of the sheep that I hear in my ears? Why do I hear so many sheep and oxen and all this? What is all that? Until you obeyed. What did you obey? You didn't obey anything. Saul thought of himself, Oh, I obeyed the law. Perfect. I'm so blameless. And then he said, he said to Samuel... They have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God, and the rest we have utterly destroyed. Is that obedience? He says, we brought, it to, we brought the animals to sacrifice them to God. And then, do you know what Samuel... He said, has the Lord... As great delight in burnt offering as sacrifices As in obeying the voice of the Lord Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice To obey is better than sacrifice And to heed than to the fat of rams For rebellion is the sin of witchcraft And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry Because you have rejected the word of the Lord He has rejected you from being king Partial obedience partial obedience is not obedience partial obedience is disobedience partial obedience is done with partial obedience is done with my preference it's my preference and actually obedience <laughs> obedience doesn't know mezag. obedience doesn't know preference it has no preference Preference doesn't matter when it comes to obedience I want to close my discussion On obedience with two pillars of obedience That we can see this That obedience doesn't have mazeg Or preference If I have preference then that's not obedience Obedience is to submit And that's why I want to close with the story of St. John the Short Anybody familiar with St. John the Short? He was told by his Abba To go and water a piece of dry wood And to water it every day Every day And it says that now the water was so far away That he had to leave in the evening And return the following morning And at the end of three years The wood came to life and bore fruit Then the old man took some of that fruit And carried it to the church saying To the brethren, take and eat of the fruit of obedience. I love this story, because there's a million reasons why St. John could have said, I don't want to do this. One, it's ridiculous. Let's be honest. It's it's dumb. Why? I'm going to put a trig in the ground and water it. for? And not only that, like even if it was next to me, I wouldn't do it. (laughs) But now, I have to wake up every night and walk and carry water and do lots of work. For three years... And I don't understand why I'm doing this. I have no reason to do it, but he did it. He did it. This is like Christian obedience. St. John, That's Christian obedience. And actually, God he blesses obedience, regardless even if the advice is bad. And he it on, like once you get like bad advice, even like your parents give you bad advice. I always say, the, the law is, you have to obey, <laughs> because there is a blessing in. Obedience. How do you see it here? In like... In, in, even in the, in the story of St. John. You see it. There's a blessing to obedience. God loves to bless the obedient ones. I'll give you another example that we'll close on. In the 10th century, there was a very simple man. His name was Simon the Tanner. Simon the Tanner was a shoemaker. A Tanner, a shoemaker. And he saw a woman... And he had lust in his heart And so what did he do? What did he do? He followed the commandment of the Bible to the letter He says, but I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her Has already committed adultery with her in his heart If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. It is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than your whole body to be cast into hell. Now, I'm not saying this so all the, the men are going to have one-eyed church <laughs> blind. But nah, I'm not saying that. But and I love the obedience to the scripture, the simple, the naive, like the, the naivety of this 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 man that he sees. A woman, and he says, wow. Remember I said striving against sin? Striving against sin. And to the level that he would strive against sin, he would pluck out his own eye. This is amazing obedience. to, this. And that's why this man was chosen among all the Coptic people to do the, one of the greatest miracles of, of our history and to move a mountain. It was this man. This man who obeyed. Who obeyed the scripture and took the scripture. Every word in the scripture. He took it to himself and took it as a reality. I wish we have this, this level of obedience to God. And we want to do everything that God... To the, like, the best that we can. Huh? Can we do that? We have to have faith in God. We need to strive against sin. Yeah? And remember that partial obedience. That Partial obedience... Not really obedience, it's disobedience. Glory be to God forever. Amen.